On today's episode of Taylor Made, we go over episodes seven through nine of season one of Friday Night Lights. Of course, my name's Joe Bettner. I'm Spencer Davis. And we're back to break down all the happenings that's going on in Dillon, Texas, like a homecoming rally, which seems quite odd, but <laughs> gets super fun because, hey, Jason knows. Jason knows the consequences of the infidelity that is about to rock Dillon, Texas comes to light. Spencer and I have heated debates about who sucks and who doesn't suck and who is the worst character over this three-episode stretch. It's a and, fun time. And Smash takes steroids. And Smash Smash takes a lot of steroids. It's a good time. You could argue that any amount of steroids would be a lot. Definitely not a good look for our guy, but we'll get more in depth. But first, we've got Coach Taylor, Matt Saracen. It's TaylorMade. You're going to be able to call the plays? Yes, sir. 22 rocket on hit. 22. 20, 22 rocket. I can't hear you. 22. I can't 22. hear you. 22. 22 rocket. This is me, your QB1 of the Dillon Panthers. Your teammates, if they can hear you, they will believe in you. Now you let it out until it hurts, you understand me? 22! 22 rocket! Hit it, hit. What's your name? Matt Saracen! What's your play? QE1! Who do you play for, Saracen? Dylan How much do you want this? I want How much do you want this? I want it! Then take it! Do it again! 44 crossfire! Hit it! Uh, oops, 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 oops. I'm cutting up. I'm cutting up. I'm cutting up. I'm cutting up. All right, Panther Nation, it's time to pull up a folding chair, turn on the projector, and look over the game film. Spencer and I are breaking down episodes seven through nine of season one, starting with Homecoming. Oh, yes. Homecoming it is. And here we are. It's the first. Is this the first episode of TaylorMade? This is, this is the first episode that we've officially recorded, and we have known that the, episode, that the podcast is named TaylorMade. So this is a momentous occasion uh, on here, uh, September 18th, as we record this. So it's a, it's a good day. TaylorMade. I love it. TaylorMade. And there may be uh, maybe some changes coming to the, uh, to the intro that have, that have something to do with uh, TaylorMade as well. Who knows? So Who knows what's happening? We'll see. But uh, this episode seven of season one, Homecoming, starts off with just a bang. Just a huge bang of a homecoming pep rally. Tim Riggins is drunk. Lila calls him out. Oh, my God. She just... Rips into it, but like in the most after school kind of way. Just like you think it's not cool or charming. It's <laughs> pathetic and gross, which honestly, it's a homecoming pep rally. I don't blame Tim Riggett. Of all the times of him to be drunk, that was an appropriate what, what was it, at 8.30 in the morning? Still. I, 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 don't, don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm just saying, little old Timmy, get through that thing. Where you're got the 2000 state championship, Dylan Panthers, Buddy Garrity knows every word to the radio call. That was my favorite part is Buddy Garrity is just like in his element, mouthing the words to the radio call with the current, what is it, Sam, is it Slammin' Sammy B? Is that the, yeah, sl- the radio Slammin guy? Yeah, Slammin' Sammy, he's a, he's a gem. But uh, Yeah, Buddy knowing all the words to that. 
was that's something that I caught on the rewatch that I I don't think I would I noticed the first time that I watched the show, but just how on brand that is. It was perfect. It was a beautiful scene, and you get this look into a little bit of the past, and we kind of learn a little bit more about Coach Taylor through Lucas the Man Eater Mize, who led Dylan to the 2000 state title game and wins. First off, actually, before we get into this, because I need to ask you. How do you feel about guys that have graduated from high school six years later wearing their letter jackets at a homecoming rally? Is that weird in that context? Is it okay? I think it is only okay in one context. I graduated high school six years ago, so I think I can talk about this. We both did. We both, yeah. Yeah. We're both the same 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 age. age. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, I think if you are at an event that is specifically designed to honor your state championship, you can wear your letter jacket. I, I think I agree with you. I'm not a big letter jacket guy in no. general. Yeah. It feels kind of antiquated at this point. Just like I don't think I've really ever seen um, someone like just out and about wearing a letter jacket. No. So, I mean, we didn't even have – I don't even think we had letter jackets. I mean, I had like a – we had like big pullover or whatever that had a J on it, but it wasn't like the fabric – Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, like no, it, was, it was more of just like a winter coat that yeah, we would the, wear the, for those February scrimmages, you know? Poor old Jinx boys can afford letter jackets. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, in the, yeah. I, I believe the I Booster Club it. bought them. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but. The, the I, Trojans I don't, Athletic Department's really hurting. I, don't, I never said they weren't. <laughs> Well, they were. Um, Although no, they they probably are after losing to Bixby by seventy. And that was a that was a big yikes. Week. Yeah, um, we are we are making this very niche <laughs> of a Friday Night Lights <laughs> podcast. But um, yeah, so we get Lucas Mize, who this is his really only appearance, uh, played by Chad Brandon, who it was funny. I had this thought. I was like, man, he looks like like a soap opera star. Turns out he is. He is, yeah. He uh, appeared. What an arc this guy had. Yeah, too. he <laughs> appeared on like 300 episodes of General Hospital. So shout what? Out, 300 episodes? It's something like that. It was a lot. I mean, they they put out one every day. It's like a pod, like soap operas <laughs> with a podcast before podcasts. That's a take. <laughs> <laughs> that is a t- the hottest take. <laughs> but Chad Brannon um, playing Lucas Mize, Man Eater. Uh, How do we feel about that nickname? I know they talked about it on the show, but. Uh, they kind of made fun of him for it, I feel like. Yeah, no, I don't think... It, it feels weird to me. It feels weird because he got that in high school. It's not like he's like... It's not, it, yeah, and it's not like he's a defensive lineman. Yeah. Like, he's the quarterback, right? I, I feel like it's supposed to be about his looks, but I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. That's That was tough. But, yeah, I mean, at this... this it felt it, overtly sexual is what it, I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> In a way that they probably was unintended. I don't know. It this was, show does overtly sexual very well. It, it was it was strange. But, yeah. Um, he has a close personal relationship with Eric Taylor. Um, yeah. And Eric Taylor apparently drove 20 miles from Macedonia to work out Maze. I the needed morning. the money. You needed the money. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And once again, I've continued to kind of look up, like, Coach Taylor's coaching tenure leading up to Dylan. And... Mostly, it's just like he coached junior high, yeah, and then like he became an assistant on the high school team, and it's amazing where his coaching career goes. But in the future, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, very Gus Malzahnian. Yeah, 
But Coach Taylor has a pretty good relationship with him. But, I mean, this is, you know, not I mean, to – that gets into it later, you know. Yeah, we'll get Not more, that good of a relationship with him. We will get more into yeah, – we'll get more into that. I mean, what – <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, this guy does introduce us to essentially a recruiting reporter. <laughs> I get – like, I was trying to figure that myself because Grady Hunt – Grady Hunt, yeah. Um, has a – he's a top 100 list of high school football recruits that he puts out publicly – yeah. But they kind of make him sound like just like a scout in general. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what. So, like, we know sitting here in 2019, 2019 that Rivals and Scout, which is now was absolved, I guess, by 24-7. But, like, there are these big recruiting corporations designed to kind of scout and talent these guys. That all started, like, around 2000-ish, 2002, I think, is when the Rivals da- database starts. Yeah. So it's not I don't know what those jobs looked like in 2005. There is a rivals reference at a point in the show. Um it it happens a lot later, but I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, this guy's essentially a national rivals yeah. reporter, I think. Yeah, definitely. And Lucas Mize introduces Smash to Grady. Yeah. Um It's a little old to be a, the actor, right? To to be a to be a recruiting reporter, I feel like that I would think so. I feel like that would have been a young man's game. No, he seems like his life is consumed by football, and he's absent from his family. Like <laughs> it just seems. But somebody that old would have been like covering the Cowboys or something. You think? No, no, he, you, we disagree here. I guess he seems he he gives off strong like I love high school football maybe more than I should. Not that you shouldn't like high school football. I think it's a great aspect of football, like just in general. Yeah. But he just seems like he's really into it. Yeah. Um, he seems to be very serious about what he does, too. Yeah, very could, serious. He comes out in January. He wouldn't tell Smash if he was on it or not. He also could have been, like, a former coach, and this is just, like, his coaching career has passed him up, yeah. and now he's just doing this. But he's been doing it for at least six years because um, the quarterback, I forgot his name, that came back, that knew about him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he does mention that. Yeah, that he knew him. I think he's been. Do- I think he actually. He said he's been scouting before Smash was born. So my point was just invalidated right there. Uh, well, I mean, he could just be a yeah, longtime national high school football reporter. I guess. But not that the recruit. I don't know how far back those recruiting you know rankings go, even just from like one person. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But, but he, Smash shows up to his house like he lives in Dillon. I thought that was a hotel room. Was it a hotel room? I'm pretty sure. I, there are many logical questions, even if it's a hotel room. Yeah. Like, how does he know? Smash. Yeah. It's the smash, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, this, though, plants the seed for this new arc we get for Smash Williams, which I can't wait to hear your thoughts on. I'm disgusted. That uh, Smash Williams is uh, too small, needs to get stronger, which is never really mentioned at any point nope. until now. Nope. Um, and he says like, well, I mean, people have always told me I'm small. I'm like, I don't know. You're like, you, you look, you look good to me. You look the part. He didn't, he didn't look small until I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but episode nine of the, or the third episode we're going to cover today when they've got him with his like rival growing up at the rival school. That's this linebacker. Yeah, that they're, dude's at, huge. they're at the barbie that they made that guy. The, but even if you look at the camera angles, like they made, they wanted to make him look so much bigger than smash. Yeah. No, and they, they did a great job. Uh, Gaius Charles is five eleven, So like very typical running back size. Yeah. He's fine. He'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah <I'll> be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just plants the seed for smash Williams to do some 
very, very dumb, dumb things. The, the steroid arc is is my least favorite storyline of the entire series. The entire series? The entire series. That's a take. I think it's worse than... Do we want to spoil season, any plots no, in season two? Well, let's not spoil I mean, season two, I think everyone knows, is sort of infamous for bad storylines. I think this one is worse than anything. I can think of a few later on, but I won't get into them. Yeah. But it's up there for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very, like, and we'll get more into this when we talk about um, episode nine, uh, Full Hearts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just such shadiness and weird and doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... They he sh- went with it. He shows up. He he doesn't even know that this guy exists. Okay? Which is also weird. Yeah. He has no clue who, who this guy is. His first step is to go up and tell him that he runs a 4-3 in pads, which is ridiculous. It's not true. Uh, second step is to completely psych himself out and have the worst game of his life. And his third step is, oh, I can't let that happen again. I need to take steroids <laughs> with money that my family doesn't have. Smash... $1,200 a, mo- a, a, a month for yeah. steroids. I, I, I've never taken steroids. I think that's pretty steep considering he bought it from like in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> out of the back trunk. Yeah, out like, of a trunk of a com- this woman that is completely jacked. Just yeah. They got the most stereotypical steroid dealer they could find in she, Texas. She made Grady Hunt's top 100. So, <laughs> you know, she knows what she's talking about. Um, she She looks like she could play middle linebacker. She was completely jacked and yeah, selling high school. She should be in prison selling high school kids steroids out of the truck of her car. There's a lot of people that probably deserve to be in prison, but let's not get ahead of ourselves on prison. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Smash's line of thinking here is pretty terrible. Just overall, he's not smart. And you see that more and more uh, with the way he just approaches just about everything not to really get too ahead, but he gets the job at Alamo Freeze with Maddie, Maddie Saracen. Maddie Ice. And doesn't understand how payrolls work that, you know, when you start a job, it takes some time, which I guess like for a high school kid, maybe yeah. like that's your first time. Like, but you would think that would like. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote that down in my notes that he had to learn about payroll bureaucracy. <laughs> you would think, though, that, like, the manager would have told him, like, up front, like, yeah, you probably won't get paid for a little bit. Like, because that's yeah, it's, how... It's going to be a month, fam. That's <laughs> how payroll works. Um, but that's that's later on. Um, we do get um, into this kind of next bit about Coach Taylor going to see Jason Street. And once again, it's putting another seed of... You know, hey, Jason, you know, we want you to come to the homecoming football game. And Jason is timid. Um, eventually ends up doing it. I do wonder, and I want to ask you, like, it just, how much of that do you think really sets Street off as far as his inner, his relationship with Lila and Tim? Because it feels like being there. Like, it's obviously very emotional yeah. for him, but also just, like, being around Tim that much. And I don't think they really... Tim and Lila really interact a lot. Yeah. But you can tell... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm looking too much into it. It just looks like he's he is loathing being around Tim Riggins. I mean, he I think he already knew kind of in his heart that Tim had cheated on it or cheated on yeah. with Lila. 
I mean, Her- Herc essentially gets that out of him. I, I think that's – is that in the eighth episode? Uh, somewhere down – Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in season two, episode eight. But we see at the end of episode six where Tim – or where uh, Street can kind of see them, you know, from the parking lot having a somewhat of an intimate moment. Nothing explicit, but – not kissing or anything no, like that. No, but just like a very long hug, and it just seemed like more than – But like if it- – if, if your lovely wife saw you doing that with another woman, I think she would be like, hey. It would be a little like. What's going on there? Yeah, what. Uh, <laughs> you, and, I mean, the tip off is like when Jason asks Lila when they're in the pool, are, are you and Tim spending any extra time together? And she's like, no. It's like, well, their relationship before this wasn't good enough for them to be hugging like that. So, yeah. I don't know. I From the him going to the game, I felt like was a little bit of foreshadowing with the trouble that his parents are going to have later on. Yeah. Um, um, to back up a little bit though, to see kind of what Tim Riggins is going through, he arrives home um, from that pep rally or from practice and his brother, Billy being the worst God. parental figure he can possibly be a very underqualified parent, a very good quote, dude, nightcap sports center. Um, <laughs> just, a very aged quote. I don't know how many people are sitting out. I mean, I don't want to sit down to watch Sports Center yeah. anymore. But um, Tim tells him, I'm, I've given up uh, alcohol. Yeah. Um, and Billy is not a fan of this. No, he's like, what? From his 16 year old brother yeah. to, you know, maybe try to get his life in order. Although Billy's doing a lot of weird things. He's like, Billy has a weird sequence here. Yeah. He's planning an anti homecoming party with lot, Tyra. A lot of, a lot of Billy in these three episodes. It's almost too much Billy. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the actor's pretty good, but he's just very, he goes from like, can I get Tim a scholarship to like flat out cage match fighting him in their living room, breaking everything that they own. Um, yeah. And the, yeah making money with Tyra and just kind of taunting him in front of and taunting Riggins Tim in front of his ex-girlfriend not a great moment for Tim though to say like trying to keep my sloppy seconds or something <laughs> like that I was like really <laughs> that's really? the a little yeah we're, we're gonna get to that that scene is I think the uh gonna be an award later on um yeah just that whole fight scene is incredible but as you already mentioned uh Jason is already kind of confronting Tyra about his her relationship um, with uh, with Tim, um, but going forward as we kind of look more into this relationship with um, you know Coach Taylor and Lucas Mize, who Mize has a weird scene where he takes off his shirt to throw passes to the <laughs> Dylan Panthers. He's so in his throwing motion is so terrible. It does lead to a great quote where Smash catches a pass and Grady says, hands are good. And Coach Wade replies, as good as a Tijuana hooker. And <laughs> Okay, I thought that's what he had said, but I wrote that down like, Tijuana hooker? To go back in my notes to go back and check. Yeah. That, what that's, does that mean? <laughs> you know what it means. I don't, okay. You know this, what it means, This Spencer. is a family podcast. I don't want to get too deep into this. Um, uh, but anyway, just I, I bring this up because we... You know, it cuts to Lucas and Eric at a barbecue place, which looks amazing, by the way. Um, And, you know, they're just talking and Lucas, you know, kind of opens up to 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 Coach Taylor and talks about his his struggles. Yeah, he doesn't have a big boy job in Dallas. Um, 
he dropped out of college yeah um and has a has a child yeah and does not see the mother of that child it's uh, not going well for old lucas no yeah i mean do, do we see a scene where coach taylor asks like any administrators if there's money to hot to hire him or does he just decide like look i can't hire him and i'm gonna blame the budget we don't but i would assume high school football coaches have a lot of uh i guess they there's a lot of visibility between them and the athletic budget yeah they probably know better than what lincoln riley's probably not dabbling over budget numbers no. um but eric coach eric taylor probably knows what he has he also i mean he may be the athletic director he isn't yet. Um, oh, that's right. He's gonna yeah. But he there yet. is not a character that's Spoiler the alert. there's not a character that is currently the athletic director, is there? No. Not that we really know of. Um Buddy Garrity's basically the athletic, the athletic director. director. <laughs> um but yeah. I the one thing I don't get about this whole thing is like how does Lucas not realize that they're three to four weeks into their season. Yeah, it's pretty unreasonable. Yeah. And like, I understand that he's willing to do anything. Like he'll yeah. just like, I'll, you know, he says like, I'll cut up video. I'll, you know, lug the water bottles, but like it's a month into the, the season. It, yeah. I mean, positions are filled. I just, I feel like he would have a bit. I mean, he's very, obviously he's in a desperate point because yeah. he's reaching out to his old quarterback coach or, trainer i guess but it just feels like you have a better understanding of how that works what why do you think this plot line is in the show this is his only appearance in the in the it is his only yeah Yeah. i mean my only thing is like the only thing i can think of is it's meant to show the viewer like a window into what can happen into the to the main characters after they leave high school i think that's exactly it because i think honestly the whole point of this character is for Tammy to make a really good point and she says these people make these le- legends uh, the, these people make these kids into legends and then reality hits them Yeah, she says something to that effect and it was like yeah they do that yeah. we build up these high school and college football prospects and a lot of the time they just end up selling insurance although Lucas is lying We're about lying selling. about selling insurance yeah. <laughs> and so like but like they can't really go back to their hometown because then they'll look like a failure if they aren't doing as well as yeah. everyone thought. And can't he go back and be like a, I mean, a, this is silly to speculate, but like, wouldn't he just be the colored guy for the analyst or, you know, for the radio booth? He could be, he definitely could be. <laughs> My thing is, is that uh, is like, how does buddy Garrity who has all the resources to give, um, Sorry, he he gives Voodoo Tatum uh, his dad a job. Yeah, he's willing to, and you'll see this later down on the line. um, He is very willing to give people jobs. Yeah, does Buddy Garrity just not like Lucas Mize? I I think it's can he Lucas Mize isn't doing anything for Buddy Garrity anymore. Fair enough, but like, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's a good point. But I mean, if he asked Buddy, would Buddy have given given him a job at the car dealership? Honestly, probably. Just put him out on the floor. I mean, he might not make money or good commission, but like, yeah. it'd be something. He, I mean, we just we don't see him ask, buddy. He um, also, I mean, also he probably wants to be in football because yeah. that will feel less maybe like he's failing. But yeah. the 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 insurance thing probably makes a lot of sense. Like, oh, it's you know, it looks like a good job. Yeah. Um, I'm in Dallas. 
Um, so it's it's not a big deal. But um, I just think it's a great point from Tammy, and honestly, probably the the big reason why um, he's in there. But yeah, uh, to kind of shift gears back to what Tim is going through, we do learn a little bit more, and I've kind of alluded to it. We've kind of alluded to it in the earlier episodes about Tim has a very troubled or the Riggins in general have a very troubled relationship with the family. Uh, we learned that Tim's dad left Billy and, and Tim uh, to be to, to to work on a golf range, which ties into the fact that Billy apparently was a really good golfer in his day <laughs> before their I could dad see that. Left. Yeah. I could yeah see it. Before their dad left, um uh, he he was he tells Tyra he would have made the Hooters qualifying uh, tour if it wasn't for 9-11 um, so <laughs> a quote for sure um, but yeah his, his dad's absent apparently his mom like, turns to, to drinking quite a bit yeah and so you get a little bit of a you know of a picture there just a tough family situation all around I mean and it's sad because Tim very much loves his father and it's kind of interesting juxtaposed to um, episode nine, Full Smash, Heart, yeah. Smash's relationship. He obviously thinks of his dad in a high regard, but he doesn't know much. Yeah. Um, and his mother has to tell him more about why How he died. Yeah. About why she kind of resents him. Yeah. Um, and Tim also doesn't know a whole lot about his dad and doesn't understand it because, once again, we got to remember Tim is a kid. Yeah, despite all the sex, drugs, and rock, rock and roll, Tim is 16 years mad. He may be almost 18 now, but I don't know. He's supposed to be like a sophomore, or junior. Like he's, he's, I think I thought Saracen was a sophomore. I think Riggins yeah. is a, he's either a junior or a senior. Isn't these he the same are, age as Street? These kids are rec- no, they're not. They're, they're not the same. He's a year younger than Street. Street was a senior. Lila's okay. a senior. Riggins is a junior. We need to really probably map this out better, <laughs> um, because but it is confusing. Yeah, because like Landry uh, is apparently a freshman. Is um, he younger than Saracen? Yeah. Well, and then Smash says in this episode or in episode seven that he's a junior. Yeah. So he's he's in the he's middle of his junior season now. Um, Which makes sense because yeah. that lines up in season two. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, not a not a great not a great life for the Riggins family. They just hit a lot of hard times um things do um get a little bit better uh we have an emotional moment for jason street as he you know is going out onto the field being wheeled out by i think on his own will but riggins kind of gets him to the sideline uh but then smash williams sucks yeah which I put in big all caps smash sucks in my notes yeah smash i said smash is so far up his own head <laughs> so <laughs> he is i mean he's just i don't He's playing. He's playing terrible. Um, he throws his helmet on the ground. That helmet does not break, by the way. Voodoo Tatum much stronger than Smash. <laughs> Made Grady Hunt's top one hundred. Um, but then Tim Riggins happens, and my God, what a man that Tim Riggins is. Riggins, yep. And I've been thinking this whole time. I'm like, man, Tim Riggins looks more like a linebacker, um, and like him being a fullback, it makes sense. But yeah. like at the same time, I feel like him as your star linebacker, just he looks the part better. Yeah, Riggins, this game and then the game in episode nine, I think are the reasons why he cannot be the LVP. And we'll get to the, the awards at the end. We shall. But I think, uh, you know, he had two great games in this block of episodes, two in a row. Got his brother thinking about college now all of a sudden. So... 
Yeah, the, the the wheels are in motion for Tim Riggins as a big college football. Recruit. He just seems very like Billy's trying to be Tim's manager, and Tim is just like not into it. Billy, He's like he knows it's not a real possibility at this point. I mean, I was gonna say Billy does give off a strong um, vibe that he would be the type of dude that if his brother made the NFL, he would ruin him and take all his money. He'd definitely be his agent, and they would end up suing each other in like six years. Be great. Um, but Tim Tim has a phenomenal game. He gets the game ball and has an emotional moment with, with Street in the locker room. You can tell Street's just like, I hate you so much. Yeah. Um, although the fun part about this um, – this whole exchange, though, is Taylor Kish, the actor, is of uh, Canadian descent. Um, okay, I thought I heard a little bit of Canadian. It comes out. In, <laughs> and I was like, a Canadian accent. Is that Canadian or just like really Southern Texan? Like, <laughs> No, he's, he's 100%. Although I do know people, like I have friends from Texas that they had neighbors that are like winter Texans that are from Canada. Yeah. And they come down to Texas during the winter. Um, okay. Just a really good financial situation to be in, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the the Canadian accent comes out. It. I don't remember what word it's on. Do you do you do you ever written down or anything? No, I don't. But I I I'm glad that you picked up on. I it. I definitely picked up, and I was like, is that Canadian? I was like, nah, it's, he's not Canadian. But he's he's Taylor this Kish's. is this is you know your your research here really came in clutch. Well, it's funny because I mean if you watch a video or interviews with him. Um, it, it comes out quite a bit and he yeah. kind of talks about taking on that role cause it's such a, such a culture that you have to take on, but yeah. you know, that Timmy d- does it really well. Um, his accent is almost so good that it distracts you from the fact that he's a giant fraud <laughs> for giving street the game ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, you give street the game ball after street knows that he's been hooking up with Lila and street has to just sit there like a dope and take it. And say go party. Yeah. Um, one, uh, two, two more things from this episode. Matt finally asks out Julie at the uh, some liquid courage at the anti homecoming party. Yeah, some liquid courage <laughs> for old Maddie. Um, he he gets. I um, mean, he asks the question. She doesn't really respond. He doesn't really let her respond. Yeah. So, <laughs> not a wisest like, thing and then uh, Smash is taking steroids now <laughs> when Smash there's a couple more things Smash this is when Smash shows up to the recruiters oh yeah, yeah, yeah. house hotel or whatever I want to make this point I think Smash you know the, the the recruit in 2019 that insists he's getting slept on the four star yeah says he's getting slept on Smash is the opposite of that <laughs> his insecurity goes the, they have, both have the same insecurities but he goes way the other way with it just like <laughs> I can do this. I'm telling you, like, and just begging for attention, essentially, and not, you know, I don't know. I thought it was a funny juxtaposition of what you, what was at least displayed in media in the mid-2000s versus what you get now on Twitter and Instagram. Smash just doesn't seem to have a good understanding of how any of this works. And you you would think that... Nobody else on the show does either, though. Yeah. Like, Coach Taylor kind of tries to protect him, and it's like, there's going to be a lot of Grady hunts in your life over the next couple of years. And Smash being Smash does not listen to Coach Taylor. Well, he is like, yeah, you're right. And then just completely messes it up anyway. I mean, yeah. And then has then he has the bad game. And so then, and I if, don't know. And if he has another one, yeah. his, his career is over. Yeah, I mean. As a junior in high school. As if you don't have 15 more high school games in front of you, you know. He's got, yeah, he's got so much more football left to play that it's just, it's ridiculous for him to even make that statement. Um, 
But yeah, that is uh, that is that is homecoming, uh, episode seven. Crossing the line is episode eight of the series, and of yeah, episode eight of the series, um, and just starts off in the weirdest way possible with Riggin sleeping with Tyra again, right? Uh, yes. Sorry, I put in my notes incorrectly that it was Lila, but yes. Yeah. Um, he's uh having intercourse with with Tyra. It looks like at the grocery store, like in the back. <laughs> it um, makes no sense why. Like not they didn't like Riggins and Lila didn't break up or anything. I guess yeah. she was like, not any more emphatically than they had broken up in the past. She probably thought it was like, yeah, he'll be back eventually. Um, yeah. And it just, it all starts off with the Riggin, Riggins boys just, you know, looking for groceries and, you know, he's telling, Billy's telling Tim that he's like, you know, like you need to eat better. You know, we got to feed the beast. Uh, and Timmy is, uh, Timmy's just not having it. No. Um, but then he runs into Ly- or to Tyra because he wants to buy a magazine. And Tyra's like, I'll pay for the magazine. And then Tim has sex with her. <laughs> so it's a, I was wondering how you were going to land that. It's a, it's, it's a great opening scene. It, um, it's which, truly soap opera about the show. Which, honestly, then it more just not to the family nature of the show... Then we get a scene where Lila very much looks like she's about to uh, go down on a Sir Jason Street. And Jason, as soon as she can make her way down there, he says, hey, are you having sex with Tim? <laughs> and she's like, no. No. She's a pretty good liar, right? I mean, no. You didn't, th- you didn't think so? I mean, maybe to a 17, 18-year-old boy, she's a good liar. But just like, she's just like... Me? <laughs> but but I love you. Why would you think that? Yeah. Like I I told you I love you. R- remember that? And I'm just <laughs> Oh god. Um Jason knew. Yep. I hate I hate hashtag #Jason knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely would have been the hashtag. I mean, yeah, Lila literally said goes up to Tim's door and is like, "Jason knows." Honestly, definitely the hashtag. I'm looking more through my notes. There's a lot of sex in this episode uh, because there's that. <laughs> then there's Lila trying to. Oh man, Tammy's in the wrong end of this too. A couple times. Um, this drama. A rally girl goes to Tammy and asks, and Earl tells her, uh, "Hey, I'm being coerced into a three-way. What do I do here?" And how do you, as a guidance counselor? Oh, don't put that on me. Even navigate, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's, a, it's a rhetorical question. I'm just saying. How does how as a guidance counselor do you even navigate a question like that? It just especially when your husband is the football coach and the player, the person in question is a football player. My God, it's just conflict of interest. This episode should be called conflict of interest. It's just boom, boom, boom with just like a lot, a lot. So they're throwing a lot at you. Um, it doesn't necessarily do those three things right up front because we do get more of Smash buying drugs. Well, steroids. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the same. Uh, buying it out of the truck of a car. Yeah. Um, and this is where I, I get upset at Smash and why I just... This is just not a good not a good run for our boy Smash. No. He asks money. I don't even know if he's our boy. Uh, but he asks <sighs> his mother, uh, Corinna Williams... Um, for money for ACT prep or SAT, 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 SAT prep, prep, which probably should have been ACT. These coastal elites, I think they finally got something wrong. Or do they take the SAT in Texas? I don't know. I, I never. No, they they take the SAT. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh shoot. They're, I they're weird. I take it back. You, you better. You I thought the AC, 
Spencer does a great we job should probably, of himself every episode. We should have a tech <laughs> We should we should have a, a Texan on occasionally as as consult, but I never took I'm we're both from Oklahoma. Did you take the SAT? I took the ACT. Yeah, I took the I only took the ACT. Um but yeah, so I I mean his mother's basically like no um in so many words and just like I'm not paying for you to go take some SAT prep. And you know, that storyline just keeps snowballing for Smash and just the worst yeah. worst way possible. This is why I think I hate this. Like the the them looping in the church element and then like you just see his mother crying because they have to ask for this. Yeah. And I'm just like, play Tim Riggins. Bench Smash. Don't let him ever touch the field. Oh, God. I'm just so upset with him. He literally his mother the sweetest woman. Yep. This, well. No, no. You, Corinna is a saint. I, I'm just, she did say something pretty mean to Tyra. Not that it wasn't deserved. I I'm think she can, she can get after you. How about, she yeah. can be sweet. She is a amazing mother. Yeah. She will clap back at you yeah. if she has to. Yeah. But she takes care of her family. She did make a high schooler walk home. She did what? She, she made Tyra walk home. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, who cares? I'm not saying it's it's an unimpeachable it's offense. A small town. I'm just yeah. I'm you know. She's Tyra's not, fine. She's not flawless. She's a queen, in my opinion. Caster still sucks. <laughs> I received support for that take, by the way. Who from Chris? <laughs> from Robbie? <laughs> Your brothers? No, no, no. Oh God. Um. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, but yeah, Smash is trying to buy steroids, and his mother's like, "No, I'm not giving you ACT prep money." But um, to kind of get in more, because kind of the beginning of the episode, we get a lot of Lila th- uh, up front. Um, just her uh, confronting Tim. Tyra comes out and is just like, "Hey, hey, Lila, what you doing here?" Yeah, um, and just kind of gets her to shoo away, and then Lila opens up to Tammy. For as much as Tyra hates, seems to hate playing the game in terms of high school football, she sure seemed to like gossip a whole heck of a She's lot. She's good at it. Yeah, <laughs> and she sure like she sure seems to like the football. I mean, like Smash and Riggins and yeah, yeah. she she didn't have any problem with football players. It seems like well, they're good looking, you know. Yeah, but she yeah is into the gossip here. She likes L.A. Oilmen. <laughs> L.A. Oilmen in quotations. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a lot of Lila up front, a lot of uh, a lot of emotional Lila. Um, Julie, by the way, um, tells her parents about Maddie Saracen, which is uh, which is fun, and sets up just a great great exchange for when the actual date does happen. Oh my god, the whole that um, but just very cringy. Just her announcing. Just so you know, this is after Reagan, or, uh, Coach Taylor's had like the ping pong game talk with her. That was before I thought. He, he tell he tells her Matt has asked me out on a date. Yeah, and then then they have the ping pong talk. I'm yeah, sure. and oh, we, I'm talking about. Sorry, I thought you were saying when she, Julie walks into the room and announces that she's going to go on. She this makes date. two announcements. Okay, she tells them one: Matt has asked me out. Yeah, I've not made a decision. Um, You're referring to the first one. Yes, that one. gotcha. Um, Julie makes it known, which is just an odd thing to to tell your parents, but. Um, before we can even get to Matt's kind of bit, because he's not really featured much in, in this. No, episode. he's not. He was not in. Other than their date, is not 
in these, well, this block he, a whole lot. He's obviously connected with Smash because Smash is like at the Alamo Freeze and he's like, yeah. you get me an application. And, uh, he, and then he tries to give him advice to tell the, tell the women what they want. I think the most egregious thing that he does is that he takes like a pan and starts looking at himself in the reflection. And while Matt's trying to tell him how to get a perfect swirl um, <laughs> or, or chocolate swizzler. Yeah. Uh, and... Smash could care less because he's just going to tell the customers, like, nah, that's not what you want, which is just <laughs> awful. I love when Smash is like, nah, that's not how I'm going to make it. And Matt was like, no, like, we, we, we like the food to be consistent, just like yeah. very wholesome, just like, no, it needs to be the same. Very like, that's not how it works. Matt, Matt spends these three episodes regretting vouching for, for, for Smash. It's like, I thought you were my friend after Smash tries to steal the money from the restaurant. And Smash just burning a lot of bridges. Or not br- burning bridges, but like he's just like hurting a lot of people here. Yeah, he hasn't burned anything yet. Officially, oh, no, he, I mean, like, cause his parents don't know, his mom doesn't know that he's lying. He's taking steroids. It's still wrong. Yeah, his sister hasn't put it together yet that the money wasn't for an SAT prep course. Yeah, but I just I think Smash sucks in this block. He just really sucks. <laughs> Joe's looking at me right now like he's daring me to disagree. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell no, me. No, Smash definitely sucks. This whole thing, I don't blame Smash though. I blame the writers. This is this is a season two level storyline. It's awful. Um, you know who also gets treated poorly in this episode? Phil. Okay, I have a note. Uh, I don't even really remember what was said to him. Oh yeah, it was whenever they're arguing about whether or not Jason should be able to play in the scrimmage. And Phil's like, Hey, you might die. Basically, yeah. you might lose your hand. Yeah, and like, he should make those points. Yeah, you know what else? Phil should have tougher skin. I'm offended <laughs> that you would say our boy Phil, who works with, I, he should be used to it. I'm just saying, man, he's got a heavy heart. He's been dealing with Herc for years. Like he should know. He takes it all in stride, though. No, he doesn't. He leaves. Yeah, he's just like, I'm getting away from this. I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to take this. That's his job. No, they're just sitting around. Like, they're just, like, talking. They're not doing anything. He walked away like he was about to start crying. And n- nothing against men crying or anything, but we're not here to shame that. Seems like you have a problem with it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think uh, I think he should be a little bit more used to it. Used to the banter. I'm just saying that... Phil, once again, a saint, a king, if you will. Um, and Jason, uh, the point I was going to bring up is like Jason and Herc racing in the hallway and falling out of their chairs. Yeah. And they call for Phil. Phil! <laughs> it just poor Phil, just like, it's my lunch break. <laughs> just, they don't show that, but that's she, just what I'm assuming. Is also, is, is he the only employee at this center? Seem, I, don't I mean, know. it's the I only mean, one they've Dylan, casted. It's but. still in Texas, so it's probably not a huge staff. Are they in. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't even know if they're in. They might be in like the next town over or something. Yeah, I'm sure not every small town in Texas probably has a center like that. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, um, one of the more egregious parts of this episode, though, is as we kind of already mentioned, is Smash uh, just telling women what they want. Um, not 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 good for anyone. No, not a great look. Although I do think Matt Saracen calling Sprinkles Jimmy's is uh, not great either. Uh, I didn't even pick up on that. I'm sorry. I just I think it's 
a weird thing to say. Yeah. Call, calling I'm, them Jimmy's. That may be a, a regional thing that we're missing out on. He sounds like he's 85 years old and his first name is Norman. Like he just sounds so old in that moment. Although the girl that he does try to tell, like, you know, he's selling like, you know, like I think you want a root beer float. Yeah. With with Jimmy. She kind of plays along. Yeah, and she took it really well. Yeah. And like she kind of tried to flirt back a little bit. Yeah. She's just like, no, I know what I want because yeah, I'm not some damsel in distress. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that leads into Smash once, as we mentioned up top, does not know how payroll works because he's like, you know, when am I getting paid? And he's like, it's like today, right? So when you give me my money today, and Matt was like, no, it's not. It's not. It's going to be in like a month, probably. Yeah. End of the month. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Which yeah. Matt also, how is Smash counting on this money? Because he's, I just thought about this. He's probably working 10 hours a week. Minimum wage in 2005 was probably like five fifty an hour. Take out FICO, he's probably making, or FICA, not FICO, FICA, probably making like 50 bucks a paycheck, maybe. No state of in Or 50 bucks tax. a week, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's just really dumb. Oh, yeah, there's no, is there no FICA? There's in no Texas? state income tax. I don't so know even, even, even call it 200 a week. No, he's definitely not paying for all of his, his steroids that way. No. He's got to figure out some different... But he was like ready avenues. to walk away from this job by not getting his $40 today. Like, yeah. what was he... <laughs> I don't know. It seemed... And he can't be working that many hours um, just as a football player. That's what I'm saying. Like, 10 hours a week? Yeah. Even if it's 20 a week, it's 6 bucks an hour. That's 180 bucks a week. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's dumb that... I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like just... He Smash is very impulsive, um, and yeah. in his decision making, uh, and this is one of the biggest signs that like he just saw a job opportunity and he was just like, yeah, this will help me get my money, and did not think through any of the consequences. I think he also thought, oh, and I won't actually have to do anything because I can just make Matt do my job for Which me. Which Matt will, but then he yeah. starts messing with the cash. Yeah, and Matt's like, whoa. Which led to a funny... Because Matt actually needs this job. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say, like, I know that, like, we know as the viewer what's going on. My favorite line, though, is when they're in the parking lot and Smash... Or, yeah, Smash tells Matt, did you know a scout was there? As if is this isn't the biggest story out of everything. It's just like, did you even know that Grady Hunt was on the sideline? <laughs> Can you imagine... Um... I'm trying to think of a, like a national recruiting reporter. Like, did you know that Chad Simmons was the game last week? Like, Mike Farrell was there. <laughs> did you even know that? No, I didn't. I wasn't aware. I wasn't. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's, Smash is just very impulsive. He makes a lot of weird decisions and, uh, you know, is very just into himself and, will do whatever he can to further his own cause yep. and does it in very not great ways as yep. far as, you know, I mean, he didn't ask his mother to ask the church for donations, but maybe he should know that his mother probably doesn't have $1,200. Yeah. And also both though, like he probably went to her knowing that like mom will definitely help. Yeah. Um, and she does. And like, yeah, just the lie just just is 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 not great yep. um but 
one uh, oh we're so, sorry I like I was like man I think we're at uh we're almost at the end of the episode we're at Herc's speech where he's trying to uh, block off street from getting down the hallway in the wheelchairs he's saying like you know why I was cheating that's what, that, yeah. that's where they fell off yeah like, that's where they fight yeah that's where yeah sequentially that's the next scene yeah that's which where. once again hell Herc Herc is just great as far as he's just, a like, really necessary character he's problematic but. He's necessary. He wasn't as problematic. There was a little bit of racism in this block of episodes, but it did not come from Herc. Man, we'll we'll get into that racism in full hearts. Boy, will we. Um, I believe next up is the uh, the Riggins dinner at the Taylor household. Yeah. Um, Didn't go that well. No. No. Did you notice the the knife set that Billy Riggins gives to Tammy? No. <laughs> he like walks in. He's like, he's like, I brought a dinner gift for you, and it's like a knife set that like, like a Walmart knife set. And Tammy, I think, rolls her eyes or is like, thank you, and but just like, it's <laughs> like, what the heck am I gonna do with this? Like this guy idiot doesn't think I have knives. Like <laughs> the real knives. Yeah. <laughs> There's like six of them, and they're not. Yeah. And then he tells a story about how he r- thought he ran back a touchdown one time and went the wrong way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but like, there's no way that ever happens. There's no way Dylan Panthers are putting him out on the field if they know that's gonna happen. The and then yeah, and then Tim spills iced tea or water or whatever it was everywhere, and that's the end of the dinner. Basically, it was very awkward. No straight answer from Coach Taylor about whether or not he can play play in college. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, he says I feel like he keeps playing that way. He will. Should we save the? We'll save the burn of the week for later. It comes. It, oh, it's boy. about it's about Coach Taylor and Riggins. It does not come uh, in this scene, so I'll, I'll save it for later. Oh, I know, I, I know exactly. I, yeah. I had this written down. <laughs> I had this written down. Um, but yeah. So, uh, sequ- if we're going sequentially, as we mentioned, Smash is messing with the cash, yeah. um, this whole parking lot scene. But then Eric and Julie are playing ping pong. Coach Taylor just knocks this speech out of the park. He was kind of on fire with these monologues this week. Dion Waiters, baby. <laughs> just coming in hot. <laughs> just coming in hot. I love it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's Coach Taylor giving a, a, a very emphatic speech about what boys uh, think of all the time, which is just sex and that they're hungry. And food. Yeah. It's, uh, Those are the only two options. The only two things they ever think of, which, you know. <laughs> no. Uh, all jokes aside, uh, good speech from Coach Taylor doing the fatherly duty that he has. And, um, you know, Julie kind of just takes it all in the, you know, like, I can take care of myself, yeah. but she respects her father and is like, okay, yeah. dad. Um, this is probably the difference between Coach Taylor and like Buddy Garrity. Like Coach Taylor has the nuance to be able to have this conversation, whereas <laughs> Buddy doesn't have a heartfelt conversation with his daughter until she's literally bawling underneath the bleachers. I was going to say, Buddy has <laughs> not a redeeming moment, but I like that he took. It's the, redeeming, yeah. I, well, yeah, and just glad that he took the initiative because yeah. that was a good moment for Buddy. It was, um, but that's but that's it, later it, on. Yeah. It just my point in bringing it up now was it, it took a little bit too long. Whereas Tammy had the awareness to tell Eric like, "Go do this now before yeah. this gets worse." Um, but Billy, and Tim, Billy Tim, and Tim go home and they fight because fight. Billy's uh, and I think he's he's rightfully upset because yeah. basically Tim is like sticking up for their dad and Billy 
is telling Tim, hey, dad's not at your football games. Yeah. Dad's not paying the bills. He yeah. sent two checks over the course of six years. So he's not really yeah. this amazing dad. You know, let's let's go ahead and just play the clip here of, uh, of this back and forth because it's really just the insults are flying. It's pretty great. You mind? I just cleaned up. The least you could do is put your crap in your own room and let it fester there. Maybe you should just get a job as a maid. Yeah, maybe. At least I'd have a marketable skill, unlike you. I mean, when you graduate, if you graduate, you'll be lucky if you can get a job pumping gas. Then again, maybe Tyra will support you. She's a real go-getter. That don't bother you none, huh? Trying to get a second helping from my girl? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty sick, to be honest with you. Yeah? I'm a real loser, aren't I, Tim? Let me ask you a question. Which one of us is uh, banging his crippled best friend's girlfriend right now? That'd be you, wouldn't it? How's that real estate license coming? You sell any condos What's today? What's gonna happen to you, Tim? You know what I see? Another 40 pounds and delinquent child support. Remind you of anyone? Maybe dad? So, Tim, getting a little bit of a, you know, I think of a bit of a wake up as far as just what goes through Billy's mind, which, I mean, these two, I feel like, don't understand each other and they're so close to each other, but they just don't, they don't get. They're just exactly the same. Yeah. I think Billy understands Tim, but he's just like, he's too, he's, so, or he would have understood him when he was Tim's age. But now that he's... I don't know how much older Billy is. Six years, something like that? Yeah. Do we know? I mean... Probably about that amount. I don't, I don't know. He could pass for 30. Yeah. I don't know. He, he's, I don't know. We don't know. I don't know how much... I don't know if we're supposed to know how much older he is, but... He's up there. Well, yeah. I mean, he's just like... He's lived a lot. And yeah. like he was apparently going to be... Or try to be a professional golfer. <laughs> Except for 9-11. Except for 9-11 happened. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this, uh, this, I mean, this fight is just, I mean, it's sad. It is. It it doesn't end as sad because of, you know, again, with the redeeming moments, we, uh, I mean, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but Tim and Billy end up sharing a beer. um, And a sandwich. And a sandwich at the end of, uh, or I think sometime in episode nine, if that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can, we can talk about this because Riggins, We've already talked about Smash because th- th- we get the church scene finally here toward the end, but it comes oh, yeah. after. Street is just murdering his wheelchair rugby game. He it starts off slow. He's yeah. trying to be the running back, and he, then he realizes he can be the quarterback and is just passing all over over everybody. Go figure. He has a great arm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he wins it. It's a quite a choice for Tim and Lila to be there together. Yeah, I think... Because this is where it all goes downhill, right? I Maybe. think Lila still thinks that uh, Jason doesn't know, but she should be skeptical. There should be some awareness here that's That, like, there. hey, like, maybe we should distance ourselves. Yeah, maybe bit. we shouldn't... Like, even if a third person was there with them, I think it would have been different. Like, well, if Coach Taylor had been there. But also, like, I guess from Tim's point of view, he's just like, you know... You told me my grace period was over. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I guess they have to show up together. But can they add a, yeah, I mean, can like Jason's parents be there? Yeah, as a buffer. Yeah. Like. Were they not there? I don't think so. I think it was only. Kind of messed up. I mean, they, they, they didn't go talk to him afterwards. It was only Lila yeah. and, and Tim. There wasn't much talking going on. There was not. Tim bent down. It's a great game. And he bent down just far enough for Jason to punch him in the face. 
Good old, good old punch, which Timmy, uh, as much as, man, I, I felt like Tim was kind of on fire in that first episode, it just kind of reminds you of what he's done. And the fact that he's a fraud. <laughs> just bringing up the F word a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he deserves it. He, he deserves it 100%. Um, he, you know, tells Tyler, uh, Lila to leave. They have very close names. Lila and Tyra, yeah. Um, he tells Lila to leave, and then Tim goes home. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but this episode is tied up in a boat perfectly because he goes home. Not only does Billy share a beer with him yeah. and a sandwich, but he gets out the peas, which is what they <laughs> fought with at the, the beginning of the episode. Tim tells Billy you can get your peas, but I can't get my magazine. Oh, uh, I didn't. Okay. So I had written down something about the peas, but I had written down, um, like, you know, that they just keep frozen peas in there just so that when one of them gets punched, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just, just like, I mean, who gets frozen peas? Like <laughs> that was the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Peas yeah, yeah, and, magazines, yeah. and he uses it to yeah. heal up his yeah. red or his, uh, black his, eye. Yeah. Almost said red eye. Riggins uh, is second fight of the episode. Riggins. Riggins doing a lot of fighting in this one. Um, well, yeah. So I just thought that was a good way to kind of put a bow on that, yeah. their, their their story there. Although it does end up with like Smash taking money um, from the from Alamo. The church. Yeah. Or from oh. the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, episode. Or His mom crying and just like, man, you can just see like her tears drying on her face. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Tough scene. Tough look for, for Smash, Smashy Williams. Um, this is where Julie announces her date that we talked about earlier. Very cringy. Or just like announcing the fact that like Matt Saracen and I will be going on a date. Before she like reconfirms with Matt. Yeah. Very, I don't know, a little presumptuous. Maybe the offer's been withdrawn? Is that what Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you can assume. She told him maybe twice. Yeah. At that point, like you're getting pretty close to the. Maddie's the, not moving on from from Julie. Though. That, but that's she's presuming that. She knows that she can do whatever she wants with Maddie, which is one of the reasons I hate her. Because um, she knows that she knows that Matt is loyal to a fault. Well, maybe probably not yet. Yeah. But like, I do want to say like people, if like you're mad at me for not liking Julie, um, it's because I think she is very controlling, and I yeah. think the way she treats Matt. Isn't always the best, although Matt isn't always the greatest either, which we see in Full Hearts, episode nine of season one, um, which starts off with a lot of uh, a lot of drama. Um, Jason breaks it off with Lila, who, man, oh man, she. I do want to point this out. She comes in to the hospital and she's got she's like making muffins and like. Oh, she, is that what it was? I thought it was like a box of Jason stuff. Well, she like, I thought, I thought she was making muffins. Like, it seemed like she was trying to cool things over. And then Jason wasn't having any of it because he was taking all her stuff down. Yeah. And there's like. Also, she's wearing like a very like, like a date dress. Like she's, she's yeah. like, from, from my standpoint, I feel like everything was very designed. Like, this is a cute dress. Like, I'm going to bring him yeah. like something. I'm going to try to cool things over. Like, everything's good. But. Or everything will be good. We'll get through this. Jason, though, he's had it. He's done. Streeter's out yeah. of this relationship. Um, so, yeah. Uh, she leaves whatever it was. She left it in the hallway on her way out. She did not take it. Not very helpful. She didn't. 
I guess that probably supports the fact that it was muffins. She didn't want to like give him, but she didn't want to bring them home with her either. I probably, don't know. probably not. But, um, but yeah, just the he asks her like how many times you sleep with him. Well, and, like, a, there's not answer. a good answer to that question. No, no, she. Uh, she is, uh, she's finally, I mean, it just, it's, it's honestly kind of satisfying that it finally is just like, it's out there. He knows. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's such a good building block for a street. Yeah. Um, and he needs that, but also at the same time, he's just lost two people. His two closest friends. Yeah. There's only two people that are like continuing to visit him at the hospital other than he I does, guess he does have a lot of support though from the football team which we'll the, get into in this the episode. offensive linemen have his back <laughs> I love it as I, I love it but we'll we'll talk more about this uh, this episode full hearts sets up a big storyline between old smash Williams and as you mentioned earlier junior Silverio who's apparently a big uh, defensive he, he's prospect. a linebacker but he looks more like a Defensive end, yeah, really. like a defensive tackle. Like yeah. I, I'm not trying to scout the actor here, but he's he's a big. He boy. looks like he's huge. Yeah, um, it gets very racist from the start. Very racist because the, Sammy, <laughs> a sla- sorry. Well, yeah, I mean he slamming Sammy takes a radio call. And he's like, was it Gat? Is it Gatling? Gatlin. They they all say Gatlin, but it's it's spelled Gat like Gatling. Yeah, with it. So Gatlin. And the guy says, it's another planet over there, if you know what I mean. It's like, it's the hood, you know? It's like, tough. It's inner city. <laughs> yeah. It's, you it's, can't say, it's another planet over there, you know what I, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's, it's very racist on the radio, although it gets very racist in this episode in general. Um, Is that not the last racism? There, there's, I think there's one more subtle racism um, from a... a our good old friend, Mayor Lucy Riddell. Um, Me. Oh, yes. Yeah. She literally yeah. straight up tells Eric Taylor, I don't want to stay in the hood. So. Well, and she was also like, I think she called it a roach motel. The whatever the hotel was. Yeah. She was not very, she was very elitist. They're all very elitist. Her and Buddy. Like Buddy takes Tammy with her, or with, which was kind of a, I, and I don't know if you've watched the movie yet, even though you were assigned that a month ago <laughs> as homework for this podcast. Um, it's been busy. Been a busy time. Um, I've got my hat over my head so Drew can't see my face. <laughs> um, but there is another movie reference in this episode, which we'll get into. But yeah, so it sets up this big matchup with Dylan and Gatlin and um, this rivalry between this is where Smash is from. This is yeah. where his family from. It's where his mother moved them after uh, Smash's father died, and so it's obviously pretty heavy on Smash. Yeah, and as we mentioned, juxtaposed to what Tim's going through with his dad, Smash has a very different view of his father than his mother. Yeah, just because I mean, and I think part of it is Smash. I don't know. He wasn't. He was so young, I guess, when uh, when his father was killed that he wouldn't. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have, have known been, any. He wouldn't have known anything else. Even then, his mother probably hid quite a bit. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. I mean, he probably just wasn't old enough to know the truth essentially when it happened, and that gives you a false perception of the reality of what happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's. I mean, and it's sad because I mean, and I feel bad because I feel like in the 
our pilot episode. We talk about the pilot episode of Friday Night Lights. And I say, do we ever get into his dad's storyline? Um, yep. And we do. I forgot about this. This is the beauty of rewatching it because it's been a while since I've rewatched it. I've rewatched it quite a few times, but yeah, they do get into this, and this is kind of the the episode for that. Yeah. Um, but we do get a little bit more of Julie Taylor, um, and I think this is your burn of the week. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it sure is. Um, talking about uh, her daughter or Tammy, talking about Tammy. Julie. Being interested in Matt, she, Tammy is very anti-football player after the whole three-way I fiasco. Would too. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing her for it. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of where she's at as a guidance counselor. She doesn't want her daughter dating a football player. And Coach Taylor says, at least she's not interested in interested in a serial killer or one of the Riggins. <laughs> <laughs> like those are on the same plane of of bad. <laughs> Vibes for her for their daughter. I mean, it. What what a take to compare Tim and Billy Riggins to a serial killer. I don't think he's that wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I wrote down in my notes that he gets it. I mean, like like both are bad. Yeah. Both would be bad for Julie. But yeah, Matt Matt's a good kid, and the the one thing that kind of comes up next is as we mentioned, uh, Streeter's offensive line is not happy. They know that. Something happened between Riggins and uh, Street. I yeah. think they pretty much know that Tim had sex with Lila. Yeah, they just needed confirmation. The one thing I just just kind of makes me sad for Matt Saracen in this scene is that one of the offensive linemen comes up to Matt. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're a captain. And Matt just has this look on his face like, I'm my 15. Gra- I'm 15. <laughs> my grandmother has dementia. I work at the Alamo Freeze just to get by. My dad's in Iraq and won't come home. I can't get a yes out of Julie Taylor. <laughs> I'm trying to quarterback you guys after this is my fifth week as the starting quarterback. I don't have time to like, care about this high He's school He's taking drama. actual classes trying to get into college. Yeah. Also, And is interested in art. Also, my artwork is suffering yeah. <laughs> because I don't have time for it right now. I don't have time for your petty high school drama. And maybe, not that it's petty, but just like, this is so far it's petty down. for the O-line to care about it. It's Yeah, it's so far down his list of priorities. I don't think that's, I think that's one thing that they get wrong in terms of locker room dynamics. Uh, it's kind of it. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I but. feel like this is very broy culture. Like, you know, our dude got wrong. Now we got to do it but right he, for him. He got wronged by their other dude, which they, yeah. And we can get more into that. I know I say this a lot, but we'll get more into that because there's just they're so they're, they're just so petty. They're so fickle. But at the same time, like they just kind of forgive, yeah, um, pretty easily. Even though in this episode, yeah, they at, the end, at the game they t- they they bump bump fists. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like in this ep- in the same episode that they beat Tim Riggins's car up with baseball bats while he's inside. Do they know he's inside? I th- he just drove up in the driveway, and then they come out. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then in the football game. Tim gets hit pretty bad, and he puts himself back in the game and plays through the pain. And the guys are like, "Nah, you're cool with this again because you're playing through that injury." Yeah, they very respect. Yeah, fist respect, bump. Yeah, it's just like, what is where? Where is your moral compass? It's an eye for an eye, I guess. You know, what do you care about? How is that an eye for an eye? He's not paralyzed. 
He's just well, playing. He didn't paralyze Jason. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he's... I'm just saying. That's I don't see that as eye to eye. I'm just saying, like, it seems like, oh, our, our guy's playing through injury. He's one of us again. But he cheated on or cheated with his best friend and the quarterback's girlfriend, and they destroyed his truck. I think that's yeah. that's fairly... I think that's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> he can still walk. <laughs> so, Look, if you're going to pick a side, you pick Riggins' side in terms of who you would want to be in this situation. You pick Riggins' side over Jason's. But, well, like, again, it's, yeah. not, it's not Riggins' fault that Jason can't walk. It's not Street's fault that Riggins is a piece of crap and <laughs> had sex with his girlfriend. <laughs> it's not his fault. You're right. It's anyway, fault. Lila, it's it's a lot of this is is uh, is Lila's fault. It's 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 both Tim and Lila's yes. fault. Yes, just canceling yourself left Li- and right. Lila, <laughs> Lila doesn't get to. I do kind of feel bad for Lila because Riggins again. He he him and Lila are kind of sharing the brunt of this whole street thing together both the blame and the backlash. But Riggins still gets like these emotional highs of playing good in football games. And Lila has to like cry underneath the bleachers. Which Buddy Garrity tells Lila's mother, like, I got this one. Yeah, no, this one's me. And consoles her. Yeah, which, but my point is that like, yeah, I mean, it it kind of points out the, it's not a double standard, but just the inequalities of like how, I don't want to make this super deep, but just like how men and women are treated differently from a perception standpoint when yeah. like a cheating thing comes. I don't know. That's yeah, very, she's, it's very mean, woke and deep, maybe too deep for this show. But Lila's being treated very poorly because in any situation, like sex with, you know, or like if it, I think, I think you're right. It, I mean, it's a, it's a very woke thing for us to be talking about, <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, no, women are definitely treated much more harshly for how they treat their sex life. And it's not fair. It's a double standard. If, if a guy goes out and, you know, has sex with 20 women, he's looked at as a hero. Woman does that with 20 men. Yeah. She's looked at as, you know, so many words that I won't say on this podcast. Yeah. And so, and it's not fair. Like, it, I don't, I, like, I don't understand that double standard, how it came about. It's probably, probably things we could to but we won't to, on this podcast you understand what we're saying it's she's this is a very once again social commentary on the dynamics of how both genders are treated yeah. um the male and female genders yeah. that is um but yeah so it's a it, it is kind of a telling moment and canceled you did, yourself there a little bit <laughs> i said the male and female gender um but yeah lila Lila comes away from the, you come away a little bit from this episode and I kind of agree with you. You do feel a little bit bad for Lila. Um, just the way she's, she's overall treated Tyra, like basically bullies her in the hallway, like pushes her up against a wall. Um, it's just like, calm down, yeah. <laughs> calm down. Tyra. Tyra gets into Riggins later. Yeah. Well, it goes straight from Tim getting his car beat up to getting slapped by Tyra the next morning. Like anyone but her, anyone but her. Uh, we're getting uh, we're getting far ahead, but uh, as we mentioned, Mayor Riddell tells Coach Taylor uh, she doesn't want to stay in the hood, and that Tammy will be going with Buddy to meet with the Gatlin administration yep. to smooth this thing over. But we get just such a some some not great moments no. from Landry and Matt. 
or what were you going to get into? Well, I was, yeah. I can save it for later. Cause it's, a, I, I have a logistical question about the, do high school, do, 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 is like the high school, is the hosting high school responsible for putting a visiting team high school up in hotels? No, but I would assume they have probably a lot of say in the local businesses. Like, hey, like we yeah. have this big game. It would be good if you had lower rates for this team coming into town. Uh, I'm sure they could make it happen. Yeah. If anyone can make it happen. And it it's seems like they were expecting Gatlin to pay for it, though. Yeah, they their expectations were were pre- well no because they were just like saying like hey lower the rates but maybe at first they were I it's it's all kind of weird yeah. and funk because I was also thinking about this like I know the state of Texas is huge but like why do they need a hotel Yeah, that's we don't know how far away they are. Like, are they leaving school Thursday and staying overnight? I no, I would think they Friday night would be the night that they they probably are just not driving all the way back to Dillon after the game. Yeah, it's got to be pretty far. I we uh, I believe I, high school baseball we stayed overnight one time in Oklahoma and it was in Mustang. We never stayed overnight as part of the Bishop McGinnis wrestling team. Yeah, so. Hmm. Jinx Athletics really suffering over there. Well, you know, doubleheader. But, um, flashing that money around. Anyway, um, <laughs> we do get into Landry uh, shopping at <sighs> a store with Matt. Just terrible advice from Landry. Um, I want to give him, yeah. Landry, ahead. no, I was going to say Landry's, uh, you know, tells Matt she doesn't want the myth. Yeah, she wants the light. Or she, she doesn't want the man, man she, she wants, wants the myth. Yeah. And picks just, out a members-only jacket, which I didn't know what a members-only jacket I was. I only knew what it was because I've seen The Sopranos. Uh, uh, and it's it's the end of a very... It's the name of a very sad episode in, of The Sopranos. Um, yeah, it's just... It's a jacket in the 90s, essentially, well, I think. Th- their tagline was, when you put it on, something happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you take that what you will. Yeah. Um, um, I, w- I want to back up just to the scene before where Julie is telling her friend, it's like, yeah, I'm going out with Matt. Yeah. And she's, her friend is like, what? He's, he's a footballer. He's like, no. And she said, no, he's not a jock. And she was like, she's the starting quarterback. Like, of course he's a jock. <laughs> he's, he's the biggest jock yeah. of them all. <laughs> and she's like, no, no. I just want to point out, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Julie's friend, like Caster, also sucks. <laughs> I don't think it's unreasonable because, like, they've been talking all this time. Like, we hate football players, and like, hey, I have a blanket. I hate anything. You kind of suck. I just think you hate people that don't like football. No, she, she. They would never say. Nobody would ever say. Like, a football player would never say. God, I hate people that like band. Are you kidding me? I'm not saying that they're not going to like bully them or anything. I'm sure that happens, but they're not going to outright say like. God, I hate I hate those trombone players. They like, call them nerds and they call them band nerds. I'm like, not saying that's different from like outright saying like we hate football players to like I don't know. I think it's different. Okay. I don't know. Just canceled. I think there's a little bit more nuance. Okay. Sure. Sure, buddy. Um <laughs> God, you're just <laughs> all over the place today. You know? What are you talking about? You're all over the place. Um the date finally happens, though, and kind of, sort of, it does. It happens and it doesn't. There's a lot that goes on. Matt shows up. <laughs> it's and delayed, the, and Matt shows up uh, immediately as Julie Taylor comes out of her room, 
Coach Taylor <laughs> responds with an emphatic no. He's like, is that a... Well, and also he's like, is that a members only jacket? Yeah. And he's like, give me your jacket. Take take the jacket. He offers a beer to Matt. <laughs> yeah. Just, and Matt was like, nah, I'm driving. It's like, that was a joke. <laughs> it reminded me one time, uh, we, you know, we had to take drug tests, as I'm sure you did. We did. And uh, one time... I had just gotten back from taking one, and coach was like, did you pass? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, didn't, I haven't gotten the results back yet. He's like, but did you pass? <laughs> <laughs> you should know if you passed or not. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Yes, I passed. <laughs> uh, but this leads into a low point for Maddie, who is just taking all the wrong advice from the wrong people, as in Landry. Yeah. You take some bad advice from Smash in the last episode. I was going to say, is this... So they're walking up to the the movie counter. And, going and going the, to see Aragon. Yeah, going to see... Is that a real movie? I've never... That's a book that a book. got turned into a movie in 2006. I've never seen it or heard of it. It but sucked. Goes up to it and he's like, he's like, two for Aragon, please. And she's like, oh, we're so... He's like, no, I'm, I'm a football player. I'm, I'm Matt... No, he said, I'm Matt Saracen. She's like, what? He's like, QB1, starting quarterback... Like he, like he's Brad Pitt or something. It's terrible. It's so cringy. Do you blame? Is this Smash or Landry who's to blame for this behavior? I think it's both. Yeah. Which, by the way, Bobby Reyes is apparently the reason that they don't hold football tickets anymore for movie theaters because he started a fight in the balcony. He got in another fight, and Matt is trying to be logistics. Like he's not on the team anymore. I don't know. You should let us in. <laughs> I, I, I kind of thought the fact that like, I got finding out that they used to hold tickets for football players made Matt Saracen's douchiness kind of make a little bit more sense. It was still pretty yeah. embarrassing with Julie standing right there. When he says Matt Saracen, yeah. QB1, QB1, quarterback, <laughs> just it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. To go, I mean, to go back to what her Julie's friend that you think sucks uh, says, you know, like, you know, you're dating a football player. Like, you know, he's a jock. He's the starting quarterback. And Julie's like, no, he's different. Yeah. And it's like, very clearly he's not different, which well, I mean, he is. In the, yeah. I was going to say is. he is different because by the end of this episode, we see how different he is, but you can tell Julie's like, man, was I wrong? Yeah. Um, but then he gets a phone call from yeah. old Landry who uh, is watching Matt Saracen's grandmother, which there's not a lot of redeeming things about Landry, but the fact that he is allowing his friend to go out on a date and watching his grandmother is kind of a sweet thing. Yeah, and he doesn't do a very good job. No, I, I, we, it's, un, more, it's unclear if this was avoidable or not. Yeah, I was going to say it's more just what Grandma Saracen's going through. Yeah. Although Matt makes a comment to Landry, just turn on the Discover channel. She'll be fine. <laughs> As if she's like a dog or something. Like, I was like, what even is that comment? But Matt and Julie go over and they, uh, the uh, Grandma Saracen has locked herself in the closet. Uh, it takes Matt seeing Mr. Sandman and doing an impression of her late husband um, to get her out of the closet. And it's, it's a sweet moment. It's very sweet, yeah. And um, Julie, Julie needed to see it. No, and, it, it, and Landry does make the comment that yeah. might have been the best thing that could have happened to you. I'm going to give Landry credit. Landry realized at, when they're having lunch the next day that his advice was terrible. He was <laughs> like, look, you need to drop the QB macho thing because you cannot pull it off. It was, it was not working for you. He wasn't even there to see it not work for him. But he was like, look, the vulnerable, 
sensitive thing is that's your thing. You need to play into that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good advice. Finally, Matt, is this the first time somebody has given Matt good advice? Like in nine episodes? And it's Landry, of all things. I mean, maybe Coach Taylor. Get, I mean, the only other good advice he's gotten was when Coach Taylor accidentally told him to get his daughter in the backseat of a car. Yeah, not great. Like, so that's not great. I mean, it's, it's advice. It's, it is advice. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one more thing from the scene. Um, there's a huge banner, which uh, happens to show up in high school cafeterias uh, on weeks of the game. Uh, and it's usually something like, you know, you know, beat, beat the other team. And it's yeah. usually like a pun or something like that. Like claw the Hawks. Or, I yeah. don't know. The sign in the Dylan Panther cafeteria was scalp the Eagles, which is just like, oh my a, God. which is just, I don't need to explain why that's just. I mean, at least it wasn't like, I mean, it could have been worse, but. It, there are a few ways that could have gone a lot worse than that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I just wanted to point that out. If anyone noticed it, I didn't notice it. <laughs> I just look. Yeah. I don't know. Scalp is kind of a no, no word in terms of a verb that high school football teams should be using as a, in a pep rally format or, you know, maybe not do that to like an animal or a person like yeah. either way, just don't do that. Don't scalp yeah. someone. Um, is eagle scalping a thing. I don't think so. I hope not. I've never hunted. I, I don't really know. hope not. I've never, never, oh, no. never been on a hunt. I've never been on a hunt either, but I imagine I'm, I'm not going to be scalping any eagles. Uh, we do learn in this episode, by the way, Sm- how Smash got his nickname. Yeah, we do. It was what his, his dad gave him the nickname because he had crashed his bike into a water heater. Do mm-hmm. I have that right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's out. How do you get Smash from that? He smashed into the water heater. I feel like his nickname should be Crash. I definitely don't know if a football player being named Crash would go over. Smash is just a cool nickname. Yeah. Although it's kind of funny because I feel like he talks about like he gave that nickname to himself. Yeah, he, he, I feel like he yeah, he definitely referenced that earlier point, in, right? in, in the, the sixth episode. Yeah. When he's talking to Grady, or seventh episode when he's talking to Grady Hunt. Um, but Smash goes to the hospital after kind of collapsing or just having like heart it's problems. Panic attack. Panic attack. Essentially, yeah. Um, and kind of has to tell his sister like what's going on. Yeah. And his sister's like, you need to, you need to stop. Yeah. Basically. He also tells her like, what I'm taking is legit. When it's, he's like, so it's all, it's all, it's legit. all cool. It's just it's, like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. Also, she probably should have put two and two together at that point that that's what the money was for. Yeah. But I mean, she's also a kid. Sort of, I guess. She's, she's old. She's she, older, she, right? she looks old. Yeah. Like she, she, he definitely has a younger sister that looks like she's like maybe early high school, yeah. middle school. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I don't know. It seemed like. I feel like she should know. I think she's old enough to put that together. Because he's never had any type of problems like that before. Yeah. Pretty athletic kid. Yeah. But uh, next scene, uh, we get Tim getting his car beat up by the yep. football team. Super, super dramatic. Tyra comes up and slaps Tim. Yep. Anybody but her. And then Billy goes, I hope Lila was worth it, little brother. Yeah. Um, and then we get into Tammy, who puts on that Southern charm, meeting with the Gatlin people, tells the Gatlin people that, uh, hey, it's the best barbecue, and don't tell anyone from Dylan. It's way better than the stuff we got in Dylan. They're like, we know. And Buddy just tries to sabotage it. 
Buddy's really bad at this. Really bad. Tammy, Tammy, I love her to death. Such a charmer. Does a really good job in the spot. Um, it's, I mean, it's why she does as well. I think throughout the series, just like Tammy has something to say. She's a strong, you know, could be an independent woman uh, if she wanted to, but she really is like I, I do think like she personifies like she wants every basically every girl in the show to be as strong as her. Yeah. And she knows she's strong. She's in very smooth in terms of getting what she wants and knowing how to manipulate seems like it has, you know, kind of a bad connotation to it. But that's what she's doing here in this scene. I mean, she's complimenting these people, telling them like, look, if you tell all the, you know, the vendors in town that like this is going to be good for your town, if we we want, everyone can win. Which, and that's why, what ends up working. Which, why wouldn't they know that already? Though? Yeah, the logistic, the, again, the there's not a whole lot of sur- of, uh, of depth to this storyline. It just feels like they should know that, like, oh, Dylan loves football. They're going to come here. Um, and we don't really know what inner city this is. Like, I'm sure Gatlin's just a part of a big metro. Yeah, I mean, maybe like a north... A, is it South Dallas that I'm thinking Probably, of? I mean, Dallas, yeah. Houston, wherever you want to go with yeah. it. Like, it's probably just a part of a metro if, if people are saying it's like inner city. Yeah. Um, and so it's just strange. Uh, but at the same time, we we really don't, we really just don't know with with kind of the geograph, uh, the, yeah. the, the geographic, the geography of where these schools are set up. Um, but yeah, so we, we do, we finally, we finally make it to Gatlin. Um, and Smash and his family are at some uh, at a cookout where you mentioned the scene where Junior Silverio is standing right next to Smash, and my goodness, Silverio is one huge. I mean, person. I, I mean, I think the cameras try to highlight it even more, just the angles that the director yeah. chooses. Like this guy is twice the size of, in terms of height of, of Smash. He looks like a D one prospect. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a defense. He looks like a nose tackle. Um, and so like a six foot six nose tackle. Um, Smash's mother, Corinna, pops off a little bit about um, their father. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, basically I, said she was glad that he's dead. Yeah. Which she has a lot of moments where she, you know, is telling Smash like stop basically sticking up for him like yeah. like you know, like we're we're and they talk a lot about like Smash is like I want to go by the grave. Um uh and so but this is her kind of just like, oh, this is yeah. not a good moment for her. Um and kind of has to open up more to Smash about what happened that night. Meanwhile, over in Dillon, I mean, the whole town's in Gatlin. The two people remaining basically are Tyra Street and I'm guessing Phil. Um, but Tyra and Street, <laughs> we don't even know where the center is. <laughs> we we have no clue. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tyra and Street get drunk, which is fine. I mean, he's not sick, so he can yeah. he can drink all he wants. Um, and they're playing quarters and just having a good old time. It's strange because we never really see them interact with each other until this point. And it feels yeah. like a, a, a very bold move of her to just like, I'm going to go see Street. Yeah. Well, she remember, she came in one time before to apologize for Tim not having been there yet. That's fair. And she's, I mean, honestly, they're just kind of bonding over how much they don't like Tim and Lila. Yeah. That's um, the whole point of this. And Lila doesn't have anybody else. Tim doesn't have anybody else. It's kind of a sweet moment. Kind of sweet. Yeah. Um. Get into the football game. 
Which is where, you know, Lila gets made fun of, gets water thrown By on little her. kids, it appears. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, that was the, the sentiment that I got was that these are like seventh graders taunting no, Lila. I mean, like. They look, no, they didn't look, they looked like they were in high school. But they, I mean, I'm just, I don't do we even see who it was? Yeah, I they, think, they I showed. The, we just heard their voice. They showed the girls, um, but like they just they look high school age. Um, Lila does not look high school age, and she's twenty six. <laughs> yeah, well, what I'm saying them side by side, oh, it, yeah. it doesn't match up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Lila's having a rough time. Uh, it's a zero zero ball game in the fourth quarter. Like, please, no, don't sign me up for that. Um, bad football logic. Yeah. Which I'll bring up right now. I've got this too. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't know. I don't know. This is just one other detail I picked up on. It might be wrong, but the fact that there's actually a few bad football logics, and I think I might know where you're going with one of them. But one thing that irritates me is how close the Gatlin fans are up to the end zone. Like they're right there. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's not what where I thought you were going. I know. I think I know what you're talking about, but like, I don't like how they're just all lined up. Literally, yeah. like their feet are up against the paint where the end zone ends, and I'm just—it just makes me think like they're—that's such a safety hazard. Yeah. No, no high school football game would do this. I mean, high school sidelines are a little bit more, uh, you know, not quite as secure. I mean, there's typically you know little kids usually playing behind the goalposts, like playing their own game of football. Yeah. Um, but it's not usually fans watching the game. Yeah. And even if they were, there would probably be someone like, hey, back up like a few yards. Like, yeah. don't be right up against it. But I do think I know what your your bad football logic will be. Is it? Which you can go for right now. I mean, now. They, they run the option with is the clock expiring. Yeah. <laughs> you have this huge... But like 50 yards away. Like. Yeah, I was going to say, it, I, I can't tell how far away it is, but it's obviously a long play and they're running it. Yeah. I just <laughs> why is that your go to call? Also, Matt, why why is the defense not in just like super prevent? Yeah. Like there should be ten people standing on the twenty yard line. But also, we've seen Matt Saracen's arm. Yeah, he can throw it. He can talk, he can sling it. Yeah. Let him let him go, coach. No, that I mean look, football logic aside, I think that is set up to be one smash finally getting kind of a good moment before it comes crashing down again. And then also yeah. Riggins gets the the knucks from his from his alignment. He does. He's playing her, and then he makes the game winning block on this monster linebacker. I can't. I never. I can't remember his name. Junior Silverio. Silverio. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dylan Panthers win this one six to two. Uh, Frank Beamer holding up his arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meme, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, Maddie, Maddie, Matt. Matty Ice. Gives. Matty Ice Cream. Can we? <laughs> it's not bad. That's probably the best thing you've said all day, son. That's probably the best thing you've said all day. Matty, um, Matty Freeze. Matty Freeze gives the old puckaroo to Julie. You, you like, oh my God. You like Matty Freeze or Matty Ice Cream? Matty Ice Cream's pretty good. You like Matty Ice Cream? I mean, because like Matt Ryan is Matty Ice. Matty Swizzler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> go Matt, Matty Ice Cream. Matty Ice Cream. Uh, but gives the old kiss to Julie. First kiss. Um, doesn't go that well. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, but I mean, she's like, I have to go now. Yeah, she, she's a kid. 
just <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see, and then it looks like Tammy had seen what had happened. She was just like, and well, like, we kind of you can't see me right now. She just yeah. kind of like, well, that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so, <Like>, well, <laughs> I don't know. She didn't seem upset or anything. She's no, like, she's just like, well, this is something I have to deal with now. <laughs> <laughs> On top of all the other, <laughs> my daughter's going to be doing three ways on that <laughs> So that's perfect. <laughs> I have enough going on. Honestly, that's better than where Julie actually ends up later on in the series. Yeah, a lot better. A lot better. So, um, I don't know. I thought the uh, the soul music at the end was kind of a, uh, a nice, I like a nice that. Touch. Yeah, it's a good touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the full hearts, and with those the three episodes we watched, and you all watched, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of spoilers. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, but it was um, it was a good time, and I we we do need to get into the awards which me and spencer off off mic uh yeah talked a little bit about this and i i feel like it's a good place to start um least valuable player which you have uh you have your selection and i'll let you i'll let you go first it's obviously lila i don't see how there's another choice don't agree she's you agree i don't agree she starts off the episode again cheating on her paralyzed ex-boyfriend uh, calling out her co-conspirator for being drunk and just goes through the ringer here where she gets broken up with very publicly um, to the point where like everyone knows everyone's just assuming that she was cheating on Jason because of Riggins's black eye. She ends the episode crying in the bleachers or underneath the bleachers um, just has no redeeming moments at all and it's just finally her fraudulent lifestyle has finally caught up to her and she she doesn't get any high notes in the in these three episodes at all except for i guess if you want to call buddy garrity you know she says like you've never missed a game before and she's like and he's like you're my daughter you know that's just a game you're my daughter like very sweet but that's a that's a win for buddy i don't i don't see that as a win for lila it's very clearly Smash Williams is your least valuable player no he can't be the least valuable player he made the game winning touchdown no, it doesn't redeem what he did. It doesn't. He it doesn't can, redeem anything. He can be the least valuable player whenever the steroid thing, you know, comes to, and he has to deal with. Okay, that. let me let me lay out the facts here okay. for you. <laughs> Smash Williams is clearly the least valuable player of this block, and I say this because let's look at the start of the episode. Smash comes off super hot, super fiery to Grady Hunt and tells him all of his stats that aren't true, probably. And then he gets super psyched out because he thinks that his football career is going to be over if he doesn't make the top 100 list. Newsflash, lots of kids don't make the 100 list. The Rivals 100? You know, you you know, know who you doesn't know? make it? All but 100 high school players in the country. Yeah, it's, it's quite a few. Um, Smash then is told, you're not big and strong enough. So instead of working for it, he just is like, I need to take steroids. And he asks his mother and she's like, no. So she goes to the church and he takes people's money, assuming under the presumption that he's using it for SAT prep from church, the people he goes to church with and he uses it to buy more steroids. He takes a job at the Alamo freeze and starts taking money from said Alamo freeze gets mad at Matt for just trying to vouch for him and also is being pretty misogynistic toward the female clientele. It ain't great. They and, liked it. 
And then they liked it. They don't. He doesn't understand <laughs> the inner workings of how payroll works, and it's just it's it's too much for me to say that he goes from just all of that. All of that is negated because Eric Taylor won out of a hundred times an option play works when they need like a 60 yard pickup to win the game six to two. I'm sorry. That's fine. I have a different rebuttal. If you don't like that one. Fair. None of what he did in this episode, absolutely none of it is worse than cheating on your parent, cheating on your paralyzed boyfriend with his best friend. None of it's sure, but I feel like we've already like given Lila LVP for, yeah, but this is the consequences of that choice. This is the culmination of that. I just feel like, yeah, and I guess like they're they're both. I mean, these three episodes are very Smash and Lila heavy. Yeah, and uh, Billy, and Billy. <laughs> we didn't For, even talk about Billy. Uh, what do they make? Like six hundred bucks from that party with Tyra? <laughs> they're like, this is a lot of money. <laughs> they, no, she said like in the th- it was like in the thousands. Was it thousands? I thought it was maybe it was six thousand. I don't know. It it was a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's Smash Williams, and I just I think he sucks. I, I think he, to quote a young Spencer Davis, I think he sucks pretty bad in this episode or uh, in these three. episodes. We'll just have to agree to disagree. Um, MVP. Do we agree? I, I have Jason. J- yeah, it's definitely yeah, Jason. It's definitely Jason. Jason gets to finally rebuild his life. He has multiple shining moments in this episode. Three off the top of my head. He has the wheelchair rugby. Basically, is the MVP of that. He gets to punch uh, Riggins. You know, Riggins for infidelity. And him just like drinking with Tyra at the end was very wholesome. I felt like yeah, and he has more cathartic. he has more trying times ahead. So it was good to see Jason get a win. Yeah, for these I liked episodes. it. Yeah, it can't. I mean, it can't really be Saracen because of the whole QB one. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, the movie theater not yeah. great. No, um, it's not. Coach Taylor has some good advice. It's pretty steady. Gives two or three uh, pretty good uh, monologues here, but. In terms of, you know, his talk with Julie, and then I think uh, he talks to Matt at one point. Um, you know, he gets he, he gets the, the rumor mill out of Matt where he's like, look, you're a captain on this team. I need to know what's going on with Riggins before this game. Yeah. And it's like, I appreciate the fact that you're not going to sell them out, but, like, you, you have to sell them out. I yeah. don't know. He had – Coach Taylor had a good episode. But I guess second for MVP is probably Tammy, right? You could – you yeah, probably. She kind of saved the day a few different times. Definitely, she she comes she comes in hot when she needs to. Yeah. Um. And good game manager. Good good game manager. I feel like the insult of the week. It's very clearly. Um. It's not like she's dating a serial killer or the Riggins boys. I, is there anything better than that? Um. The only other thing I would say is just Tim and Billy's fight that we played earlier, where they're just chain throwing them back and forth at each other. Yeah. Tim's asking Billy <laughs> sell any condos today. <laughs> <laughs> Was was really good. It was really well delivered. I'll give you that. Um, Matt Saracen overthinking award. I think it's the members only jacket. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So um, Maddie Saracen coming in again with another <laughs> overthinking award. But but again, I think we can partially blame that on Landry. Monologue of the week. I don't know that there was one necessarily. Um, other than I guess maybe. If if you had to nominate one, it's a Coach Taylor's ping pong speech. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, and it wasn't you know there's more of a conversation there than just like it's not just him talking, but uh, some humor in there and some good advice, and that's probably that's that's probably the monologue of the week. Do we have any other awards this week? I think that covers it. Yeah. 
cringy pop culture reference. I feel like I had something written down and I forgot it, so not great on my part. Cringy pop. I don't remember any. You know, they really cut the pop culture references down after the pilot. They did, which was... It's probably a network note. They're probably like, hey, this is kind of weird. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if this really qualifies, but just, uh, just the fact that the... What am I trying to get out here? Billy's whole thing about like making the Hooters qualifying tour and then 9-11 happening... It just Some, yeah. It feel like it felt probably pretty recent in in that episode. Yeah. It's not cringy, but just like it like it shows it dates it. Kind of dates the show yeah. a little bit. Um, is Tijuana Hooker a, a pop pop culture reference? I think it's a fun one <laughs> for sure. Um, other than that, I mean, I just want to know like what is what uh, Tijuana is the question I think that like are they just in Texas so they're close to Mexico so they're invoking Tijuana yeah like over just any other yeah, regionality of hooker like oh I remembered it nightcap sports center oh I think that's your pop culture cringy pop culture reference of the week although I mean it just it just feels like something that I wouldn't do but maybe that's just because I don't have cable and I know you don't have cable yeah, I mean, I, so I'll watch uh, I'll watch SVP if he's on after the yeah. game. And I'm, I watch SVP uh, after, I think, the Monday night game. Yeah, I'll watch a little SVP after Monday night football. I uh, guess. But that's, I'm not, like, turning my TV on to watch SportsCenter anymore. It's not like you're like, honey, SportsCenter's yeah. on. <laughs> like, need to watch like, the game. Time for, right, not the game, but. Time for uh, Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Um. That that was uh that's one that kind of felt old yeah pretty old to me it dates it for sure, but that's uh pretty much those episodes yes yeah. and knocked it out we'll be back again next week where we go over episodes ten through twelve and oh boy is it gonna get juicy up in here we're we're really getting into the thick of it and once again we are not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, but we're we're approaching that territory. We are. Uh, I believe we're planning on doing because it's there's 22 episodes in this season, I believe. Yes, and I believe our plan is to do the last four in one chunk. That'll so be fun. We've got uh, so next Friday we will have 10, 11, 12, then 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and then so that means in about a month uh, we'll be finishing up with state. State. It'll state. be fun. It'll be fun, Spencer. This can't, was a good time. Absolutely can't wait. We appreciate you all for joining us today and making us a part of your day. We, As we said, we'll be back next week for another edition of TaylorMade. For Spencer Davis, my name is Joe Bettner. And clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose.